0: Welcome, citizens, to Liberty Tales from the Tower. As your media director, it is my privilege to inform you that the following stories may contain content some listeners will certainly find disturbing. Hmm? You have joined us again, dear citizens, because you too are the kind who thinks something awaits you behind every gleaming door. That someone unseen stands beside your reflection in the sky rail glass, or that the lights of the fringe glowing distant beyond the wall might be getting closer. So, we here at AB3 are happy to entertain that darker predilection. Do not worry, the Archon watches over us. But before we bring you tonight's tale, a quick message from this episode's sponsors.
1: Today, we tackle the problems of tomorrow by building better technology, furthering our research, strengthening our citizens, and sharpening the minds of our children. The Department of Internal Affairs, Division of Education and Prose- <coughs> excuse me—Division of Education and Prosecution is happy to announce full enrollment in all five of the new Accelerated Childhood Education Academies, officially deemed the Decima Acceleration Academies. The DAA enrollment has been finalized after so many talented young citizens showcased their intellect and ability at this season's Year Five exams. Agents of the DEP's new DAA education enforcement sector have already begun the relocation process. Please bid any young citizen you see with a DAA agent a fond farewell as they depart to become future leaders of our great city.
0: (coughs) (coughs) Thank you, Aurelia. Sorry to hear that you still have not recovered from your cough.
1: (laughs) Yes, I'll have to focus on my health more if it doesn't pass soon.
0: Well, that's always a smart idea, Aurelia. The one piece of news before we begin: the water treatment facility here in District Nine would like to remind everyone that the District Nine water service to all non-essential suites will be paused tomorrow from twenty-three hundred to twenty-five hundred hours. Please plan accordingly. <coughs> oh, poor Aurelia. Sometimes, a little cough can be so hard to get rid of. But now, we continue with part two of the four-part series by our own in-tower Archivist K.A. Stats. So gather around the table and prepare your mind for the unravelling tale of minds and mysteries. Day two.
2: (sighs) Caffeine? Up early again? And you already made caffeine?
3: I could get used to this. What? Rufus skips caffeine in the morning? Mm.
2: No, but his schedule is so varied that we gave up on setting a routine. At least until he moves into a more senior position with more control over his
3: hours. You're not eating? I added too many sweet packets to my food last night. My stomach will only tolerate water and caffeine.
2: That might make you feel worse. You really should eat something. Maybe something in an hour or so. Well, breakfast is mostly leftovers. Oh, savory breakfast. Where are you?
4: Morning has arrived, and I am ready to delve those mines.
5: Hmm. Caffeine first. Food first. We have savory leftovers,
2: a little bit of sweet, and one salty.
5: Sweet and some caffeine. Please and thank
4: you. Sweetened caffeine for me, and I will take the salty dish before Blandus can wake up and
2: steal it all. He eats so much salt, I am consistently surprised that he never seems to get headaches.
3: Oh, Hilaria, did you ever find your dice?
4: No... I checked everywhere. Only thing I can think is they rolled into the air intake. I can get the detachment tools if you want me to check the vent before we start the game. No, thank you, though. I just want to focus on our game and stay on task. I just bought those dice, so even though I liked them, there was no attachment
3: yet. Well, you can customize your digital dice if that makes you feel any better. Ooh, it does, actually.
0: I...
4: You look exhausted. Too much late night
2: studying. Hmm.
6: Weird dreams.
2: See, another possible outcome of too much salt. Food, salt.
6: Where?
3: <laughs> it. No. Sorry. We can get you something savory and some water. Help you to get ready for the game.
6: Really, it was just some strange dreams. I'm fine. I saw a bunch of tofu meal here last night. Where did it go?
4: I took the salty leftovers from last night.
2: Sorry.
6: Fine, sure. But where all the other meal? The sealed meal? The flavor packets are here, but where's all the food you brought in for lockdown?
2: Let's eat the leftovers first. Here,
5: have a savory. Yes, I want to start the game. Yeah, yesterday was fun, and we still had plenty of time to study afterwards. So if we can aim for a repeat, I think we'll have really made the most of this lockdown. I will get everything set up and meet you all over at the table when you're ready.
2: I'll meet you over there after I catch up on any lockdown news. Excuse me.
1: And we here at the station hope your lockdown is going as smoothly as ours. We are happy to report that the purging of the natural gases from beneath the city is moving forward on schedule. Reports indicate that the subterranean purging process will come to its conclusion within the next two hours. After this time, the remainder of the lockdown will continue as the dangerous gases are allowed to fully dissipate from the city's atmosphere. This hour's lockdown living story comes from District 9. After spending the night decorating their apartment, Dr. Elia Tachova surprised her partner Iovita with a star-themed engagement, complete with a rented-in apartment projection observatory. Iovita accepted the engagement, and the happy couple will be planning their future together in the days of lockdown to come. A wonderful story to lighten the mood of Atrian minds and bring another bit of joy to our great city. May the Archon watch over the happy Union to come. If you have a lockdown living story to share, please submit it to your local AB station, and your story may make it into our special lockdown living broadcast series. Thank you for joining us during this lockdown update. Updates occur on the hour, and please remember that emergency updates will be broadcast at the time of the event in case of an emergency. This is a scheduled lockdown to secure the safety of our citizens during a planned mining event. Please use this time wisely, and remember, Reeve and We are ready
3: over here, Albina.
5: Now we return to our-
2: Now, where were we?
5: We just bribed our way past the guard and made it to the first layer of the tunnels under the city. And we need to
4: find the access to the mining caves, and then the natural cave systems to find the old lair of Dr. Moren.
6: More specifically, the current possible location for the Data Thief Seneca, before the Atmoreg schematics are sold to Fringers.
3: Perfect. Yes. Where was I? As you all descend into the sub-city access, the yellowed lights of the tunnel take over, leaving the bright lights of Atreus dimming, and then gone as the door shuts behind you. It is easy to forget how deep the veins of Atreus crawl beneath the lighted streets above. Layers upon layers of rooms and caverns, halls and passages that have never seen the shine of the sun or moons. The first several layers of tunnels are simple to navigate. Between the clearly marked halls and the map uploaded to your privacy hoods by Section Director Tory's assistant, you quickly find the most direct path to the mining sector's entrance.
4: We really see no one the whole time we're in the first layers of tunnels?
3: You see them, but no one chooses to interact with you. The workers in the utility sector are used to seeing DRD ATD personnel, so they have no reason to stop you or be wary. They are busy citizens, specialists in their own way. And for them, this is a normal day at work, keeping the inner workings of the city running efficiently for the betterment of all. You are just a passing team, headed for the mines, and quickly out of their thoughts. Additionally, they think only trouble can come from interacting with the DRD ATD teams that pass through, and they have no
5: time for such things.
6: Truly inspiring.
5: Way to make a girl feel special. You are special to us, Officer Nona.
4: Way to make an...
2: officer... feel (laughs) special. (laughs) Alright, so, no one stops us, and we reach the door to the mining sector. I scan my mark.
3: The massive, two-story tall doors to the mining sector start to hiss, and the deep rumble of massive gears can be heard. You each take a step back. Then, in a grind of metal, a small section of the door opens up, just tall enough for Officer Nona to clear without needing to duck. (laughs) Well,
5: that was anticlimactic. The big doors are for the mining equipment. Why would they open them for just us? It would be inefficient. But
4: it would have been so dramatic.
3: Hey, it is a mine. Do you want in or not?
4: Yes, of course. Get me in that mine and pass over the caffeine.
3: So, what do you do? Specialist Woolworth has the front. Hmm. What do I see? Through the door, you step into the beginning of a true mine. The rough stone of the walls is a mix of pale reds and streaked with white. You enter onto a landing platform, and the mine stretches out before you in a massive cavern. Towering mining equipment look like toys in the far distance. Massive metal beams, larger than the supports for the sky rail, help to support the city above. A marvel of our modern technology and the drive for Atrian advancement, all resting beneath our feet and illuminated by the subtle glow of high-strung lights.
6: Ah, neat.
3: How far up are we from the base of the cavern? You look to be at least four stories from the base of the mine, but it is difficult to tell. Before you stands a massive elevator designed to move mining equipment, while next to it there is a more appropriately sized elevator for the miners and researchers.
2: Looking at the map in my privacy hood, where do we need to head to reach the entrance
3: to the natural cave systems? The only known and unblocked entrance to the natural caves is in Sector 606. It would take hours to walk there, or 25 minutes by taking two mine rail cars. At the base of the mine, you can see the mine rail tracks and a hailing station indicated on your map.
4: That! I want to do that! I want to ride the mine rail so much! Officer Nona points out the mine rail hailing station below them. We can take the cars to the next connection and reach the caves far more efficiently. Every moment
5: counts, as you said. Yes, I agree. Do we need a still for that, or is it automatic?
6: I guess we'll find out when we get there. For now, I hit the button to call the elevator, the small one.
3: The open-sided elevator ascends, and each of you step on. The ride down is longer than you thought. The elevator is not moving slowly, but the drop was further than you thought. The two-story-tall equipment seems closer to three or four stories as you descend below their shadows. Too tall to fit in the door, they must have been assembled within these massive mining chambers. Even the mine rails are larger than expected, much wider than the narrow passenger rails of the Skyrail, that daily sight now almost twenty stories above you, through rock and metal, streets and tunnels. When the team reaches the hailing station... A broad-shouldered woman is already there.
4: Excuse us, can you explain how to hail a mine rail to get to...
2: The map says we need to get to Junction 4 and then transfer. To get to Junction 4? 4? Oh, sure!
4: You must be with that DRD ATD team. You sure look like it. Well, yes, we are with the DRD. So how do we get to Junction 4?
1: I will call you a rail car. Just get on the one after mine departs. So,
5: what is the DRD working on over there? Something exciting, I hope? Something working towards the betterment of Atreus, but nothing we can share, I am afraid.
1: Oh, I know. I just like to tease the new ones that come in. (laughs) From the look in your eyes, I could tell
4: you had never seen a mine before. I just wish this game came with full-room environmental
3: holograms. Ugh, if it did, it would be too expensive to run. Yeah,
2: imagine all the hardware we would need. The table and the privacy head upgrades were expensive
1: enough. Well, this is my car. Be sure to take the next one. Get off at the first stop. And hold on to something. They pick up speed and are not enclosed, as you can see.
6: Well, she was nice.
3: As her mine rail car departs, She waves to you all with one hand, the other grasping the metal railings as the car picks up speed and disappears down a tunnel in the distance. Down the tracks, you can see the rails shifting, run by a computer to direct the next car, your car, down the right winding maze of tunnels. With a distant hiss of metal on metal, your car arrives at the station. You are unsure how the system works and do not know how long it will wait for you.
6: I hurry on the car and grab onto the rail. Is there a seat? If so, I take a seat.
4: Same. I take a position at the front of the car, both hands
5: firmly on the guardrail. I get on and secure myself. What direction does the track is heading?
3: South. Three tracks to the right of where the previous car went. Ready? All right. The car starts out and slow hiss but picks up speed as it continues away from the hailing station. You descend down a poorly lit stretch of carved stone that continues onward, seemingly unending and unchanging, except for the quickly passing variations in the red and white streaked stone. No one seems to walk these long-ago mined halls. Or at least, they have not for many years. Not since the rail was installed. Ahead of you, coming closer with the passing seconds... The tunnel has gone dark. Switching to night vision, quick.
6: Yes, absolutely. Sure.
3: The dark is nearly upon you. What do you do, Dr. Fall?
6: I'll stick
5: close to the others, but I'm not going to go into night vision just yet.
3: The dark descends around the team as the car races on. The light of the past tunnel growing further and further away until it looks like only a distant picture on the black walls of this deep mine. All but Dr. Fall can see that the tunnel continues on into the distance for some time, until even the night vision can no longer make out the tunnel from the blackness. But Dr. Fall, intrigued by the idea of the endless void, finds themselves not surrounded by nothingness, but treated to a natural phenomenon of startling beauty. The white streaks in the walls glow with a subtle light, blue blue and calm even as they rush by. Dr. Fall now has a plus two added to the next required roll against exhaustion, fear, or intimidation due to the calming memory of the rock's natural luminescence.
5: Nice. Do the rocks really glow like that down there?
3: No idea. Just then, the car begins to slow, and those with the night vision on can see a bend in the tracks approaching. The car turns, jostling the team uncomfortably close to the unenclosed side of the car, just as a new, narrower tunnel enclosed them. A light approaches.
2: I check my map. Are we going the right
3: way? You not only appear to be going the correct way, but you have nearly reached the first stop, where you will need to transfer to a new mine rail. We are nearly there,
2: and we need to be cautious. The other DRD team is out here somewhere and we have yet to encounter them. It looks like it will take us... to here. And then we will need to walk through a smaller mining tunnel to reach this junction and hail a mine rail car to get us over to Sector 6. Then it is a short walk to
5: 606 and the natural cave entrance.
6: We have to be outside the Central District by now.
5: We most certainly are. The mines and caves are a winding maze, so when we switch tracks we'll actually be going back nearer to where we were... Many of these mines followed natural caves in the beginning, and then we mine so much so fast that the pathways could not easily be constructed without putting up larger and larger supports.
3: The car smoothly slows to a stop, and the metal barrier punctuating the low railing swings open. This area of the mine is well lit in the soft yellow lights common throughout the tunnels, You were not sure before, but you think gravity might have played a part in the car's speed. You feel deeper within the planet than before, and further from the shining city above. Already your old mine rail car's control panel is starting to blink, but you are unsure what that means. The hailing station here is smaller, with only space for a single car to pull up at once. The computer looks similar to the one the kind miner used to hail your earlier car.
4: So we hail another one?
3: No. We need
2: to walk a bit, get to another hailing station, and go from there. They are not connected at this point.
4: Right. Knowing there is another rival DRD team out in the mines, Officer Nona takes the lead.
3: So what is your walking order?
4: I will take the lead. And I
2: am on alert, rolling perception every chance I get. I am right behind her in case we need to switch
3: to a stealthier tactic.
6: I can bring up the back.
3: Center for me, then. The map is clear. 235 meters lie between the team and the next junction. But you soon find you are not alone. Hilaria, give me a perception roll. Is that enough? What do I see? Ahead, standing under a yellow light mounted to the rock wall, stands a well armed and well armored guard, clearly displaying the badges and attire of a DRD ATD officer. The guard is still a dozen meters ahead and does not appear to have noticed you.
4: I bring the team to a halt. Can we hide behind anything?
3: A large piece of mined stone, taller even than Officer Nona, sits to the right.
2: Great. I hide behind that. Given Officer Nona's actions, I know someone must be up there. I would like to roll perception as well, to see if I can spot why there is a guard. What is being protected?
6: That has got to get us something.
3: It does.
6: Beyond the guard. You can
3: see the back of another guard facing the opposite way and keeping watch over the rest of the hall. It appears you would need to get past both of them to make it to your destination without interference. Down a sizable tunnel to the left, you can see shadows cast on the walls and hear muffled, distant voices.
5: That is the other DRD team, certainly. I wonder what they're working on.
2: We need to get by undetected. It is the most efficient option.
5: I
4: agree, but I still want to fight someone at some point in this game.
6: There's still plenty of time for that. But what are we thinking here? How can we get past?
2: Well, I think I could sneak past, but not so sure about each of you, though. What about creating a distraction back by where we arrived? If the guards go to check on it, we could get past. We need more information
4: on the guards and team. We see two guards, but there may be more down that side tunnel near the shadows.
6: I could distract them, talk them up a bit.
4: Defeats the purpose of trying to be undetected.
6: Ah, right.
4: Max, is there a
5: junction box near us?
3: A few meters back, yes.
5: I walk back to the junction box as quietly as I can. Seems Cece has an idea. What kind of role would it be to take a look at the junction box and find out what I would be able to do by interacting with it?
3: That would be computer use. When you approach with your privacy hood's diagnostic UI... It shows a number of basic pop-ups not visible to the naked eye.
5: Okay, I can do that. Yes! So, can I control the lights from this thing?
4: Turning out the lights is not going to do much to stop them. Every outfitted DRD officer
5: has night vision on their hood, just like we do. I intend to turn the lights up, not off. So, can I do that from this box?
3: You can, Tell me what you want to do, then give me another role for computer use.
5: Dr. Fall takes the line connector from the privacy hood and plugs it into the data output for the junction box. Using the privacy hood interface, I want to look for information on the controlled systems in this tunnel. I want to control and manipulate the lights in the area near the shadows we saw. And now, the attempt... Perfect. The Archon is on my side, and what do I get, Max? I miss another opportunity to fight someone,
4: but this is going to work.
3: You get access to the lighting system with ease. All the lights are variable, but they are currently set to the low-output yellow light to reduce strain and reflection from the stone surfaces of the mine. So tell us what you do.
5: First, I turn down the lights in the section they're in. Not off, but really low. And not the whole tunnel, but nearest where I think the workers are, based on the shadows we saw earlier. Oh, and everyone, get ready to move fast and quiet.
3: As the lights dim around them, the talking becomes louder, agitated, but the shadows become less visible. The guards turn around to look, but have not left their posts.
5: Now, I make the lights flicker. Really low, like when you haven't fully attached a new light emitter all the way.
3: The shadows flicker in and out of view, but the guards watch attentively from their posts as the DRD team fusses with the lights near their
5: work. So they're all looking at the lights? Yes. I turn it up to max brightness in an instant, <laughs> bright and white as it will go. When they're blinded, we run. Nice! Worth it.
3: As the scientists and techs near the distant lights face the full power of the blinding white light, they let out a few pained yelps as their eyes close and tear up. They see spots. Confused by the screams, the guards rush over to the site, freeing up the tunnel for you to pass. We run! The team dashes across the span of the tunnel and down into the far end, passing by the side tunnel in which the other DRD team had gathered in confusion.
4: If I glance in the direction of the other DRD team, can I see anything they might be working on?
3: Give me a perception check. No! no. I am sorry. I did not mean to mess this up. What a mistake that was. You are temporarily blinded by the lights and begin to stumble. Can I roll a stealth check to
2: try and counter that poor roll and allow us to get by unseen? I will allow
3: it. (sighs)
5: That is rather high. Oh, Reeve, thank you, Albina. Yes, thank you. Or all my planning would have been for naught.
6: Okay, Max, what happened? As you dash across the
3: stretch of tunnel, Officer Nona, always hoping to have the advantage over teams that would look to harm her own people, tries to glance down the tunnel and spy what research the other DRD team is working on. Shocked by the blinding light and unaccustomed to the rocky surface of the mine floor, Officer Nona trips forward, sending her body rocketing toward another large piece of mine stone. In a rush of movement, Specialist Woolrath moves toward Officer Nona, not to save her fellow officer from harm, but to soften the sounds of her fumble. The fall is almost soundless, and Officer Nona is able to hold in a yelp of pain when her head smashes the rock. Only a somewhat wet crack can be heard, as Nona's head makes a quick and dreadful contact
6: with the stone's edge.
3: Oh, no! Ah,
6: That was an upsetting turn of events.
3: Small and mighty Specialist Woolworth spins Officer Nona's body to the other side of the stone, and the tumble goes unseen by the other DRD workers in the mine. Sadly, Officer Nona has sustained a head wound and is in need of medical treatment. Her initial injury has caused... Five points of damage to her head. No! With ongoing wound damage of three hit points every two rounds.
4: Okay, this is a low-level character. You have to help me quickly,
5: or Officer Nona will be no more.
6: I see what you did there.
5: First, we need to get far enough away to address the wound without being caught. Can she walk? Yes, with assistance.
6: I will take one side, and Avio takes the other. Together, we move as quickly as we can to the hailing station. How far is that?
3: How long will that take? How many rounds? Moving at maximum encumbered speed, you can make it there within about 12 seconds, as it is not too far now that you have crossed the tunnel section, and each round is about 6 seconds. That move alone will cost Nona 6 points of damage. Okay, we'll get Nona on the platform, and Dr.
2: Fall, I know you're not a medical doctor, but I think you have the highest score for medical.
5: Yeah, I can try. I have a medical kit as well, so I did a bonus body is just a complex machine, so I think I can do this. Just heal me!
3: Everyone, take a moment and tell me what their character is doing. Here is the situation. Officer Nona is still conscious, but losing blood from a head wound. The team has reached the hailing station for the next mine rail car. Dr. Fall has the team's only medical kit. So, Blandus?
6: Linus is not able to assist in any medical capacity, so... I will bring up the mines map in my privacy hood and attempt to hail the right mine rail car. Fine. Give me what skill you would use and roll for it. Um, technology. To use the interface to read the 3D map projections correctly?
3: You believe you have done it correctly and that the car is on its way to the hailing station. Now, Cece?
5: So, I want to use the medical skill to treat the gash to Nona's head. Stop the bleeding? Check for concussion. Though I'm not sure how to do that. But maybe Dr. Fall does?
4: Yes! Oh, Thank you, Cece. Thank you and your beautiful mind. <laughs> so, does
3: it work? Using the provided medical kit, Dr. Fall is able to address the bleeding with a cleaning kit and foam coagulant. It appears it will require chemical stitching to reseal the wound. Now, Albina... What is a VO doing?
2: I am retrieving the pain medication and administering it to Nona, and once Dr. Fall is done cleaning up the wound, I will help Nona get to her feet so we can board the rail car when it gets to the hailing station. <sighs> There's really not much else I can think to do, except get us some fresh caffeine. I will be right back. I still need
3: you to roll for the assist. Have Blandus roll for me.
6: Blandus? Uh, I could do that.
3: You successfully aid Dr. Fall in helping Nona recover somewhat.
5: And I will successfully return with a fresh carafe of caffeine in a moment. Do I have anything that will allow me to safely close up the wound?
3: The medical kit contains some smaller, low-tech emergency laceration closures. It would take time to properly apply them, and they are not a long-term solution to the wound. Do I get to heal any points if they do that? What about the pain medication Avio gave me? You will regain hit points based on the roll for the medical kit by using one of its charges. And a second charge if CC rolls again to apply the laceration closures.
5: I will be doing that, once we load Officer Nona onto the rail car. Mmm. Oh, fresh and hot. And I got myself a meal.
4: Too
2: hungry not to. Pass the carafe once you're done, please. Ah! <gasps> oh, Reeve, thank you. Nothing spilled. Are you okay? Okay. Oh, that's
5: starting to bruise.
6: Nice catch, Hilaria.
2: Thanks.
4: I saved the carpet, but not my head. Ow. Agreed. That is going to leave a mark. But I am fine, really. So, Max, when is that next rail car arriving?
3: Now. Your car has arrived.
5: We did on quickly, moving Nona to a seat and addressing her head wound as the car takes us to the last junction. Agreed?
6: Yes.
3: Agreed. Heal me! Cece, give me another medical role for when Dr. Fall administers the laceration closures. As the mine rail car picks up speed, the team begins the last section of their journey through the mines. Dr. Fall combats the jostling speed of the car to administer aid to the injured Officer Nona who receives a total of eight points of healed damage. Finally. The car races onward, but begins to slow after a much shorter duration than the last ride. Checking the digital map, the team knows they are close, and that the walk from this last junction to the unexplored and unprotective cave systems is rather short. As the mine rail car comes to a halt, the team knows their destination. They head south, following the map to the point where it comes to an end. A door stands before them, simple and plain, except for a metal sign that reads, Unsecure Area Beyond. Be cautioned and forewarned.
6: Well, that feels comforting.
3: Time has not stopped. The team pauses and waits before the sealed door. The mark-scanner to the right-hand side of the door is covered in patches of dust. Still functional, and possibly used within the last several days. What did Hilaria say earlier? With every moment wasted,
2: those plans are one step nearer to the enemies of Atreus.
4: That is not what I said at all, but that
2: was the gist. Yes, well, I scan my mark and open the door. We have to press on into
3: the caves. A Specialist Wolrith opens the door, A crude trap springs. Lashed to a heavy pole that swings down from above, a sharpened metal shard-turned makeshift knife rushes towards Woolrith's head. Scrap a trap? Already? Make a dexterity save. Here we go. Blandis. you as well. (sighs) Dexterity is what I am made for.
6: Linus, not so much.
3: Specialist Woolrith was ready. She knows the dangers of this work, and even as the door opens, she can hear the creak of the rusted metal begin to swing. She dodges, letting the knife slash past her and onward. She does not notice how close Blandis is standing as the knife swings toward him. Head height for the short Avio, the knife is chest height for Linus. The knife hits its mark, but Linus was quick enough to draw up his left hand, protecting his vital core from the trap. He takes five points of damage, the rusty knife stuck into the space between his metacarpals. Five?
6: Okay, I thought I rolled well, but five
3: at this level you rolled rather well it could have been lethal
5: welcome to the pain club i guess i crack back open the medical kit
6: (sighs) yes please i would like to stress eat me Blandis, not linus are you going to eat the rest of that albina
5: oh here i'm done the rest is yours how does it look past the door and i want to roll for the medical kit use again
3: Dr. Fall, still outside their actual skill set, is able to administer aid to Specialist Bower. Linus heals three points damage, and the medical kit loses another charge. The caves just beyond the door are jagged and wild, the one light above the door casting shadows across the rocks. Beyond the lingering light of the door, the darkness crawls forward.
6: The map ahead of-
5: Scrap!
3: Blood. Are you alright? Blood?
6: Blandus? Sorry. I cut myself on the meal tin.
4: That's a lot of blood.
2: Keep your hand clenched. I have a first aid kit. And I'll call Rufus. Glandis,
3: come with me. Thanks. Cece, can you grab some cleaning supplies from the kitchen? I'll get everything paused and we can clean the blood off the table. Yes. That looked painful. Rufus will walk Albina through it. It didn't look severe enough to break lockdown. How are you feeling about the game so far? Fun. Even with the head
4: injury. You are doing a great job. And I enjoy the mines, so it will be fun to
3: transfer to the caves. Happy to hear it.
5: Towels. And I think this will work well for blood.
3: (sighs) The pause is appreciated. I can get the next section loaded.
5: Did you get all the blood? All that I can see.
6: Sorry about that. How's your hand? It was a little deep, but Rufus walked Albina through the treatment quickly, so it stopped bleeding and the wrap came out well.
4: Is she still on the call?
6: Yes, she wants to finish up the quick conversation with him. He has really limited time, so I think it will be the only call they get to have today.
3: That's fine. I will prep the next section. Can someone pour me some caffeine? Of course. You know, Blandis,
4: cutting
5: your own hand is very in-character for you. (laughs) I know, right? I put the bloody cloth in the sink, since I am unsure what Albina will want to do about it.
6: Sorry again. I can clean it all out later.
5: No worries. Accidents happen.
2: Now, I believe we had just made it to the caves.
3: Yes, and everything is loaded, so... I think we were... Beyond the lingering light of the door, the darkness crawls forward... The map ahead of you shows nothing but vague lines, twisting and turning, ending here and there. Reeling from the adrenaline of the sprung trap, you now know you are beyond the bounds of Atreus. A beep fills your privacy hoods. It's Section Director Tori, a priority call. I pick up.
2: Hello, Section Director. This is Specialist Wolroth. I
5: need some kind of positive update, Wolroth. This is sadly not the only pressing matter I need to deal with
2: today. We have just made it to the caves and are going to begin searching for activity leading to Dr. Maren's old lab. doesn't look as though many people have used this entrance recently, so we hope to track them from here.
5: Happy to hear it. But now for some upsetting news. We have reports from the DFR that a group of fringers made it into the caves through a
1: connecting tunnel system that runs out under the wall.
6: I thought those were all sealed up. They were. Until the group through.
5: Do we believe these fringers are the group the data is intended to reach? <sighs> that, or
0: you're
5: just looking to find a way into the city. Either way, while I would caution you to avoid them, I would also see the benefit in killing as many as possible, as long as it does not jeopardize the mission. That is all. I may the Archon watch over you.
2: And you as-
4: Oh. Okay, that was abrupt. Tori did not seem in high
2: spirits. <sighs>
5: There is a lot going on, more than our own problem apparently. We
2: need to search for tracks, or anything. With Fringers down here, we are now racing both them and time.
6: But we need to take our time. Be stealthy and cautious. We have no idea how many there are, and we are not a fully armed battalion.
2: Agreed. Max, we proceed onward into the cave system using the stealth speed option in our night vision overlays, and I would like to make a perception roll to check for any signs of recent activity,
3: or additional traps. (laughs) Vio notices the few straight lines drawn along the length of the cave, indicating movement down the tunnel. As of now, the team can only see one way forward. You begin quietly and cautiously down into the dark, the night vision overlay flickering on and showing you the outline of the natural chaos ahead. The singular tunnel slopes downward, just as the mine had, and you all begin to wonder just how deep you will reach by the end of your mission. The warm, dust-filled cave narrows and widens, lowers and heightens. The unrestrained movements of a natural world unruled by Atrian regulation.
6: We need to check for more traps. Linus checks for more traps as they descend. So much better. What do I see?
3: Linus is unable to locate another trap in the tunnel so far. But he does find another partial footprint in a deep section of dirt. You feel confident you are headed the right and only way.
4: So we just need to continue until we reach a division, and avoid any fringers.
3: So, we continue. The caves become cooler, the air more humid, and a chill creeps over your skin. You all receive small notifications beeping in your ears. It appears that traveling so far from the hub of Atreus has severed your connection to any intranet signal.
6: It was advantageous that Tori called us earlier.
3: Wait, so what does work? Let me look. So, you can still make calls to one another within a 60 meter range. You can still use all the physical functions of your privacy hood, such as night vision or the light, but you cannot look up any information on people you encounter, access the intranet for resources, or make calls outside the 60 meter range. Interesting. We need to continue.
2: Everyone, please, stay in range and stay quiet. You press onward, and within
3: half an hour... What was that?
5: Was that the game? No, it sounded like the hollow wall.
2: I think the hub is resetting itself. It does it when there's an update.
3: You press onward, and within half an hour, the team reaches their first split in the caves. One way winds out before you, wide enough for you all to walk two by two, while the other way is narrow and barely noticeable behind a jutting rock. A Vio would fit easily, but the others would need to squeeze through.
5: Can we stop here for now? I really think we should get through the next chapter for revision. It's been agitating me since last night. If it would make you feel more confident, then sure. But really,
4: Cece, you know this stuff.
3: (sighs) We can break here. I need some lunch anyways.
2: Albina, what is the password to your intranet again? Roof and alb, but replace each vowel with the numbers one, two, and three.
6: Do you have any painkillers?
2: Of course. Stay here. I will grab them. I was on
5: just a moment ago. Here, Blandis. Thanks. Is the reset over? Mm? Oh, it should be. I am cut from the
4: internet. Me too. I had been trying to download a video and it just stopped. It will
3: come back on after the reset. Or maybe it is a part of the lockdown? like those socially present Adrian community holidays from when we were kids
6: they only do those in school and it was always the worst
3: just give the hub more
2: time to reset with everyone stuck at home for lockdown there's probably a huge strain on the system now to lunch where is the meal
5: it should be right here
6: this is what i was saying earlier i looked for the meal and i couldn't find any
5: Albino, where did you get the meal
2: you and Blandis just ate? It was with the leftovers. It was one of the ones we got out last night,
5: but did not get around to opening. Tofu.
3: We all brought meal for the lockdown. Did anyone leave it with their bags?
5: No. I put it in the cupboards the night of lockdown. Same. Same, but I put it in the fridge. So, where did it go?
3: More importantly, what is left? It will need to last us all for two more days of lockdown.
4: We have the open snacks, though it's not a lot.
2: And these two meal cans from last night. Pumpkin and another tofu. Both cracked open,
3: but not eaten.
5: Meal does not just disappear.
3: We'll be hungry, but we can make it last. We still have water.
5: Who else needs a distraction? I need to study. Anyone who wants to join me, I'll be on the sofa.
6: I will join you. When the internet is back, we can call to see if there's any kind of meal delivery allowed during lockdowns.
5: Sure.
2: Where did it all go?
0: Thank you for listening to the Liberty Podcast. If you would like early access to episodes and bonus content, join fellow citizens on our Fool and Scholar Patreon at patreon.com slash foolandscholar. This episode of Tales from the Tower was written by K.A. Stats, co-created and produced with sound design by Travis Vengroff, with dialogue editing and additional sound design by Marissa Ewing. Mines and Mysteries stars Frankie Larson, Travis Vengroff, Cole Burkhardt, Christy Luce, Jordan Cobb, and Peter Lewis. Minds and Mysteries features additional voices by K.A. Stats, Naomi McMillan, Lindsay Graham, Aethor Vitherson, Ryan Philbrook, Graham Rowett, Lindsay Zana, and Daniel Demeron. The music for this season of Tales from the Tower was written by Brandon Boone, and episodes were mixed by Marissa Ewing of Hemlock Creek Productions. This production is copyrighted 2021 by Fool and Scholar Productions, and Liberty is a trademark of Travis Vengroff. Thank you for listening. Hope that the Archon watches over you.